Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of my podcast. I know I haven't made an episode in like two weeks, I want to say. Literally, it's been two weeks because the last time I made one, I was at the Machine Gun Kelly concert and I had a great time, but I've just been so busy on the marketing side of things that um, making actual content has been a little bit on the lagging side. But one day I woke up in the morning and I was like, because usually when I film a podcast, I it's that morning that I wake up and boom, I get an idea in my head that's like, what should I talk about in my podcast today? And I like to, you know, sometimes journal the night before and, and ask my my mind to give me a great podcast idea when I wake up. And a lot of times it works. So the idea I got for today's episode is, is gym culture toxic? And I feel like I've been part of, you know, gym culture for a a while now. So I have some pretty valid things to say about the culture and things that I've learned and experienced being part of it for like the past two years, I want to say. So I was very naive going into gym culture, right? Because I had come from... And I feel like a lot of us come from high school sports and then you go into college and, you know, if you're not a college athlete, you're most likely working out at a gym. So a lot of us have that transition from being a high school athlete to going into just like a regular gym and kind of seeing what's up there. And I feel like in high school, you only use gyms to condition. It's like your sport is your main thing. That's what you focus on. That is your workout. And then any other gym exercise is conditioning. And anytime people would show up to practice, they would show up with some strawberries and a gallon of water, you know, like a snack and then some water. Like everyone was on that natural energy um, all the time. So moving from that, to a college gym is a little bit of a shift. I'm not going to lie. This is also why before I change gyms, I like to slowly work out there like once, twice a week, just to get myself used to that new environment, develop that new routine. That's something that I'm doing right now because I was uh, going to my gym and then I started working at one. So I slowly am working out at the gym that I work at just to kind of get used to it and detach from my old gym. But the premise of this episode is just going to be, is gym culture toxic? And I don't think the answer is black and white. I think that there are pros and there are cons to our current gym culture. I think there's a lot of changes that are being made and that's all stuff I'm going to talk about in this episode. So in each phase of of things, you know, so when I went into my college gym, I noticed that things were very segregated there. And even when you join and the staff lets you know where everything's at, and this is just my personal gym that I was going to, but I noticed it was very segregated because the lower level was all the heavier weights And you were told when you walked in, heavy weights are at the bottom, lighter weights are at the top. So 
as a woman, you're like, obviously I can't lift like 300 pounds. So I'm not going to go downstairs. And downstairs was where all the squat, squat, I can't stop. The squat racks were as well as more free weights, all that good stuff. So you would see a lot of women on the top floor. And that's where I personally worked at all the time. Because I was like, I am way too fucking intimidated to go down there and work out with all those dudes there. Because I, first of all, I don't want to get freaking called out. And like, I don't want my form to be bad. I don't want people to just like stare at me. So that was a part of it too. But it's also like just being intimidated by being told, oh, all the heavyweights are downstairs. So I noticed that segregation when I was in the gym. It's really self-segregation because it's like, it's not like I wasn't allowed downstairs. I was 1000% allowed there. However, it just felt very intimidating for me. But despite all that, I developed a really good routine at that college gym where You know, I did my thing. I felt amazing after all of my workouts. In between classes, I had around a three-hour gap. So I told myself, like, I have enough time to get a workout in as well as just eat afterwards and then go to my last class. So it, it was a good routine and a good schedule. And I know a lot of successful people have a set routine that they stick with. They swear by. And... When I'm at the gym, it really helps me develop a routine. In my personal life, I'm not good at developing routines. So the gym is a good way for me to get that practice in to where it's like, okay, if I can develop this small routine, I can expand on this, you know? So I think it's like a good uh, practice run for overall life because a lot of people that have you know, they're disciplined in the gym, they tend to be disciplined in other areas of their life. And I was talking about this with one of the members at the gym that I work at. Um, She comes in at 4am every single morning to work out around 4, 4.40, 5am. And she's very successful in her personal life. You know, she's a businesswoman. And she's been doing it for years. And she says, I think that when you can control the morning, you can control the rest of your day, you and you're going to be very successful. And my dad says the same thing. You know, he's like, you have to wake up early in the morning. And a lot of people that are successful, they wake up early, and they also get a workout in first thing in the morning, because they know that once they get a workout in, they're going to feel fucking great throughout the rest of the day. I am still working on that. My gym times are very sporadic, but I'm working on it. Or at least I'll try to work on it. Anyway, so I was working out at my college gym and then COVID happened. And this is where gym culture, I feel like I was exposed to a very dark side of gym culture after COVID happened because, and this is something I experienced then and something that I saw down the line and in retrospect makes a lot of sense now that I work at a gym. So COVID hits, our colleges tell us, hey, we're taking a two-week break. We're going to come back, don't worry. But for right now, we're taking a two-week break because of COVID. 
and no one really like I didn't really know what it was at the time so we take that break and a month into the break because as you guys know things you know extended that break that two-week break turned in a a year however I had developed like a small business on Depop where I was reselling clothes online. And that was like low key doing so well that I got a DM one day on my shop, my online Depop shop. And I have my name on there, obviously. It's my first and last name. And I get a DM from a guy on a listing that says, hey, I'm looking for something for my girlfriend. Do you have a bra in or any lingerie in this size? He didn't say what size, but he says that his girlfriend had a very similar body type to mine and that she actually really looked a lot like me and that she was very beautiful like me. And I was, you know, I was very confused because it's like, one, if you have a girlfriend, like, why are you talking to me like that? Two, it it was just weird in general that you're asking me for lingerie when I literally have, like, no lingerie on there at that time. At least I think so. I had had a bra on there, but it wasn't tried on or anything. Like, it was just, I took a picture of the bra laying on the bed and I let, you know, people know it was a 36C because... I probably shouldn't be saying my bra size, but I already did. So I'm, you know, I'm just going to go with it. And I was, you know, confused by it. So I tell this guy like, uh, okay. Because he's asking me what color he should get in the bra. And I'm like, oh, I'd I'd go with purple for her. I kind of ignored everything else he said because I just honestly, I didn't really care too much in the moment. I just thought he was going to buy something and that was going to be it. But then he goes, you actually look really familiar. Do you go to this college? And then he names the college that I was going to at the time. And I was like, yes, I go there. And I have a feeling we we talked a tad bit more because I at this point, I knew he was being very weird. And I knew that he was kind of hiding something. And I thought that he he knows me in a way. Like, I kind of knew that this guy was not just texting me to buy a bra for his, quote, girlfriend. And later down the line, or in that conversation, I found out that he never had a girlfriend. You know? And he had been, he admitted to me that he had been stalking me at my college gym found my name, found me online, and decided to DM me because he was going to supposedly ask me out in person, but he never got the chance to. But then he mentioned that he would see me going to the gym all the time and see me eating in, like, the the cafe, wherever. Um, I forgot what it's called in my in my old college, but they had a bunch of, like, restaurants and food there. So he's like, yeah, I would see you there eating. And then I would see you at a gym and sometimes walking to class. It's like, okay, at this point, you're like a full-on stalker. And I used that verbiage. Is that the word for it? I used that back to him and I was like, so you've been like stalking me. And he didn't deny it at all. And that was a whole nother thing. But I 
through this experience, I've realized that gym stalking is extremely popular. So if you're someone that goes to the gym almost every day consistently, you know, be very careful with your name, your ID, all of that. Just be very, very careful because gym stalking is a very real thing. And I'm going to get into it later, but it's very scary and it's very real. I never thought it would happen to me because I'm just like, I mind my own fucking business. I go into the gym, you know, I get my routine done. I feel great afterwards. I don't really pay attention to anyone else in the gym when I go. So I just kind of assume people do the same thing. But no, people are watching, men are watching, you know, as a woman, you got to be careful with this kind of stuff. So I, I changed gyms and thankfully I changed gyms and I never went back to my college gym because college stalking is scary and it's very real. But I changed to a neighborhood gym. I heard a lot of my friends from high school were going there. You know, it just seemed like a good environment to be in. So um, I joined that gym. And I would just go for fun. This is during COVID a lot of times and when they started to reopen things. However, I liked going there. I liked developing a new routine. I'm always switching it up at this gym, especially now. I'm trying to do more free weights and stuff like that. I really liked working on myself, but um, during this year, I've like developed a habit of swimming. I love going there at night to get a good uh, swim in. It is a very positive environment. I have nothing bad to say about this gym. Really, I don't. It's like 10 bucks a month. It's great. It It gets the job done. And during this time on TikTok, working out was becoming popular, right? I didn't have TikTok at that time, I believe. I wasn't on like the workout side of TikTok during this time. Let's let's say that because I was probably on TikTok. I just wasn't on like gym culture, stuff like that. So great things were happening during this time because on TikTok, workouts were being popularized. Um, women were starting to use more free weights. They were starting to use more squat racks. Women had begun to really weight lift and You remember I said before, the gym I went to was very segregated. You didn't really see a lot of women, you know, in the squat racks. It wasn't popular. It was actually very intimidating. So with TikTok, we can see that, like, it's becoming so popular for women to use free weights and all this stuff. And it's great. And I think that's a really positive aspect of gym culture. And it just shows that it's becoming a lot more inclusive. It's not just men working out or using these machines, but it's also women. So when I start the episode with, is gym culture toxic? It's not a black and white issue. It's not like, yes, 100% it's toxic because there's different factors that go into play here. You know, I see a lot more inclusivity for women at the gym and You know, there's pros and cons to being a woman who goes to a gym consistently. I'm not going to 
ignore that fact because it is very true and I've experienced it myself. But I, I think that gym culture is having a slight shift in a good direction. And I feel like the more we point out the negative shifts, the toxic parts of it, we can start focusing in on the positive aspects of gym culture. So something else that came from popularizing workouts and TikTok was that there is so much contradicting advice online. And I was talking about this with my friend the other day. Um, I love her. She's so great. I actually met her working at the gym I work at currently. And I'm going to talk more about that later on. But we both agreed that when you go online and you try to see like how to uh, prevent knee pain when you're working out, you'll get this advice. And I'll be like, do this to prevent knee pain. And it's like, don't do this if you want to prevent knee pain. So much contradicting advice is out there. So you really have to be careful when working out and taking advice online. I would just say take it with a grain of salt. I try not to watch too many videos on a certain thing. Let's say I want to grow my glutes a bit more. I want to, you know, I want to get a nice shape down there. I will watch two to three videos on it, try it out for myself. If I have any pain or anything like that, I'll switch it up. But I'm not going to bombard myself with information on how to do a certain workout or what I should be doing if I want to target a certain part of my body. Because I found that advice on TikTok can be very, very contradicting and very dangerous if that's what you use as kind of like your personal training in a way. So it's always best to work with a professional when you start out. That's just my advice, though. So then after, you know, I had a really positive experience with my gym. I go, I still go there. I still have a great time. I still work on myself, but now I've been working at a gym. And this is what really prompted this episode is, is gym culture toxic? Because ever since getting this new job, I've noticed a lot of different things that have uh, tied in with previous experiences have made my life a lot better. And this is especially why I just can't say is gym culture toxic as a black and white issue. So let's talk about the negative parts, right? Let's talk about that. When I first started working at my job, I noticed that there was a lot of caffeine addiction, a lot. I'm not even exaggerating. When I would go to my gym previously, like just as a member, you don't really notice it, especially if all you're doing is drinking water. But a lot of people before they work out chug like two energy drinks at i'm talking like 6 a.m 7 a.m like they are chugging that shit like it's holy water type of deal and there's so many different flavors and it's a bomb like my friend uh, elise i'm not gonna say her name my friend alicia i literally just said her fucking name wow jessica damn i should not have said that but my friend shows me a lot of different types of energy drinks, you know, 
and they're really good. Like she'll show me like a Starburst one, a Sour Patch, and I'm like, she's like, look, try this, try this. And it's so good. It tastes like liquid candy, but at the same time, it's something that you do notice, you know, working there versus just simply being a member is how much people are on caffeine um, when we are, when they're working out, whatever it may be. And this is a part I did not really want to talk about, but you guys, it is so easy to stalk someone when you work at a gym. It is very simple. And I'm talking way too simple to the point where it's like, we got to be protecting people's information a little bit more because that's someone who's been stalked at a gym. I never want to be on the opposite side where I'm stalking someone else and trying to get their, their info. But when you work at a gym and you see someone attractive walk in, it is so simple to click on their name when they check in, see their age, their first and last name, their email, their birthday, they, um, what gym they go to, what times they usually go in at, how much they pay, so much, especially when they come in, you know, as a worker there, you're kind of required to get to know more about this person. Where do you work? What are your goals? What are you going to work on? You know, stuff like that, where it makes it extremely easy to stalk someone that goes to a gym consistently. And even if it's not a worker stalking someone, it can be the friend of someone who works there. You know, if you're buddies with the front desk people at the gym, you could just head over there and be like, hey, I think that person's like really hot. Can you get my their name for me? Stuff like that. And I've, I've experienced it. I've seen it. Um, not really to talk too much about that, but I think that is a very toxic part of gym culture. And this is something I've learned just from working there, but I've also seen a lot of testosterone working there. And it was something at first, I really was not, not that I wasn't expecting it. I just wasn't thinking that it would be as prevalent as it actually is because I found myself sometimes, I'm little, you guys, I'm a small person. So me at the front desk being surrounded by like eight big, like buff dudes, you know, at at one point it's too much testosterone. And luckily I feel like I've gotten used to it a little bit more, um, which is great. But at the beginning, I really was not used to being in that kind of environment. And (laughs) I would joke, you know, I'd be like, this is way too much testosterone for me. I'm going to go. I'm going to go like stock some drinks or whatever. Um, So now let's get into the positive aspects I've seen in gym culture. Now that I've really immersed myself into it, is that I've met a lot of cool people while working at a gym, while being a part of gym culture. And I feel like you don't really have to work at one to like meet these people. You can just start up a conversation with people at the front desk. They're usually very nice and friendly. Um, I try to be nice and friendly and try to be, you know, nice to everyone. 
But I've met a lot of cool people, a lot of people that are very like-minded. They like working on themselves. They have a lot of the same habits that I do. The gym that I work at, I see young people, I see older people. So a lot of times the people that come in the morning, they have their fucking shit together. You know what I mean? And this is a positive side. It's usually the older generation of people that kind of get ignored a little. But you'll have your 4 a.m. folks that come in. They're very disciplined. They're usually very successful. Um, Typically, the people that come in later in the day are a little bit, you know, a little more disorganized. So somebody's gym routine really reflects their levels of success in life. And I've met a lot of business owners, a lot of, you know, affluent, great people that have given me a lot of tips. So I think that's also a very positive aspect of gym culture. And I refuse to say that the gym is toxic or that it's not toxic. I have seen both sides of the spectrum and I'm just, I'm still learning to coexist with this space. And I don't feel that working out has to be, I don't think that you, if you want to work out, if you want to stay in shape as an adult, that you need to go to a gym. If you prefer to just hike every day, walk on the beach, you know, buy your own weights, work out at home, you're more than likely to do that. And there should be no shame for working out the way you want to. If you want to swim, if you want to learn a new sport, do what you got to do. But if you are contemplating going to a gym and you refuse to do so because you think that it's toxic or that the environment's not good, I'm here to tell you that the environment is what you make of it. If you focus all your attention on the negative people at the gym, the ones that, you know, are so shaken up by their pre-workout and just being toxic and, you know, trying to be show-offy or judgy or whatever that may be, if you focus all your attention on that, you're going to see more of that. Versus if you go to the gym, you say, I'm here to work on myself. I don't care if somebody else lifts more than me. I'm going to do the best that I possibly can. I'm going to have fun and I'm going to feel so great at the end of this. You're just going to have a great time. And you also can be open to making new friends there because especially like with the workers there, I know I'm really good friends with some members already and I've only been working there for a month. So It's just been a great way for me to socialize going from working from home to being in an environment where people are like-minded. And I was looking at my carnelian ring right now and I'm starting to think it's fake because it looks like it was painted on. If my carnelian ring is fake, you guys, I'm going to lose my mind. But overall, it's a really cool ring. Anyway, like I was saying, things in life are what you make of it. If you focus on the negative, you're going to get more negative things. If you focus on the positive, you know, you're going to have a good experience, you know, and not all the time are we going to see positive things like bad things are going to happen. That's just the truth. 
of every situation. So I'm going to end this podcast by reading you guys some affirmation cards. These are the affirmation cards by Gabrielle Bernstein. You can buy them below. And I'm not working with her. This is an affiliate link down below. But let's get into the affirmations. Number one. All that I need is coming to me in ways I could have never imagined. All that I need is coming to me in ways I could never have imagined. I breathe calmly and easily. I am safe in this moment. I breathe calmly and easily. I am safe in this moment. All that I love is more important to me than all that I fear. All that I love is more important to me than all that I fear. My power lies in my peaceful presence. My power lies in my peaceful presence. I bring peace with me wherever I go. I bring peace with me wherever I go. Today, I consciously choose to think loving thoughts, take compassionate actions, and bring forth peaceful energy. Today, I consciously choose to think loving thoughts, take compassionate actions, and bring forth peaceful energy. So I'm going to end it right there. I'm just like reading affirmations to you guys because um, I just think it's good if you're listening to this in the car just to have some little little pick-me-up for your emotional and mental uh, state that you're in. Affirmations are so good. I might do another podcast episode on that, but I literally have had my life change doing those uh, affirmations. If you want to buy this deck of cards, you can uh, find them down below. Anyways, have a good one, guys. I'll see you in the next one.